Chapter 1 Since I have no other, I use as preface Jacob's preface, which I read sneakily fifteen years ago, when it lay on the Goldman's breakfast table amid the cornflakes. I cannot in good conscience give the statutory thanks to my wife, it says, for helpful comments on the manuscript, patient reading of drafts or corrections to proofs, because Jane did none of these things. She seldom reads, and when she does it is never a thing of mine. Going by the lavish thanks to wives which I find in the prefaces to other men's books, I deem myself uniquely injudicious in having married a woman who refuses to double as a high-grade editorial assistant. Since custom requires me to thank her for something, I thank her instead for the agreeable fact of her continuing presence, which, in twenty years, I have never presumed to expect. It was a marriage characterised, among other things, by the fact that Jacob was alternately infuriated and enchanted by Jane's resolutely playing the country wife. There is no doubt that it influenced the paths that I chose to tread. I met Jacob Goldman when he interviewed me for a university place in London during my final year in the genteel North London Day School to which my mother had sent me. My mother, the widow of a modestly comfortable local greengrocer, had done so at some sacrifice to herself in the hope that I would acquire the right accent and be fit to mix in the right circles. As parents are destined to be disappointed, I believe she was disappointed that her decision ensured instead that I acquired a collection of creditable A-levels and became one of Jacob's pupils. Jacob, an impressive and powerful left-wing philosopher up from the East End, talked to us with a marvellous and winning fluency about the transcendental dialectic in a huge cockney voice full of glottal stops like a plumber's mate. He was the professor of philosophy in that labyrinthine Victorian edifice and quickly became my father figure and cultural hero. I had read Lord David Cecil's references to his rooms at Oxford, but Jacob interviewed me in nothing one could dignify with such a word. He interviewed me in what appeared to be an aerated cupboard. I'll be frank with you, he said. I had you up here because your head's report on you is so unfavourable, it leads me to suspect that you may be somewhat brighter than the head. <laughs>